Welcome to Retail Nightmares Podcast. My name is Alicia Tobin. I'm here with <laughs> Sean Chose, <laughs> Jessica Delisle. Hello. Bonjour. Uh, bienvenue. Uh, we have a first-time guest, longtime friend. Um, she's an actor. She's a producer. She's a writer. And she's a comedian. Sarah Bino, welcome to the, the show. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the stage. Thank you so much for having me. Come on down. Wearing a beautiful skirt, which you said you would leave me. In your will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, or even in a year when I'm like, oh, I've seen this thing too much. No, it's going to be so nice all the time Forever. in the winter with like a black sweater. Mm -hmm. That's so what I have nice. in my bag for later when it gets chilly. Yeah, it's so beautiful. Um, Thank you. It's yellow and black for the listener. Mm -hmm, but it's so much more <laughs> at the same time. Very bold, it intricate pattern. It looks like something I would really like when I'm on acid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like acid. Fall into the pattern like fractal-ish yeah yeah it looks like it might be from africa like some yeah. sort of like really like beautiful 70s kind of african kind of mm -hmm. it looks like it may have been like hand dyed i don't know i got it at a thrift store so it's beautiful I thought, and it has pockets most importantly mm -hmm. that's the best i have pockets in my cheeks that's where i keep my snacks <laughs> mm -hmm. flesh pockets yeah flesh pocket number one <laughs> Why buy a mattress anywhere? <laughs> yeah, everything else? is that song. <laughs> oh, uh, so on the way over here, I was almost I was four minutes late because I tried to use a bike pump I found in the bike room when I rented my apartment. Um, the landlord was like, "Well, when he's walking people around the apartment, when I was, there was a viewing for it, he said, yeah, and we have a bike room.'" And I'm like, "Fucking awesome! This mm -hmm. place is great." And then when I moved in, it's like, yeah, there's no room in the bike room. So my bike just <laughs> is in my dining room. Um, oh, jeez. And then I was kind of snooping around in the small bike room, laundry room area. And there's just a bunch of Tupperware, like those huge, <laughs> huge moving Tupperware. Sorry, okay. those Rubbermaids. Rubbermaids. Rubbermaids, yeah. not Tupperwares. I was like, huge Tupperware. I Tell know, me more. I know. We could have a bath. Um, <laughs> Bathe me. And a lot of cobwebs and stuff. And then I had left my bike pump, which I, is a really nice bike pump at my last place. And I've been meaning to go back and pick it up. But I don't want to go back and pick it up. But I should because it's a great bike pump. But I spied two dust-covered bike pumps in a pile. And I was like, well, I'll just use those. Turns out both very broken. And then just gave myself a flat tire. Like Aww. the flattest tire I've ever had on that oh. bicycle. It like sucked all the air out. And I think. Even more. Yeah. And there's this covered in. There's also a pair of a set of golf clubs that has a broken hockey stick in the thing. Of course. And if yeah. I just moved that shit, there would be room for my bike. Yeah. They do a thing in my building where you have to basically put a tag on your bike that says what suite you're in because people abandon bikes all the time when oh, they move geez. out. So the building manager, like if no one claims the bike, they'll just donate them, get rid of them and clear up space. I was thinking of sending great. a message and saying like, there's all these Rubbermaid containers and a pair of golf clubs and like some broken bikes, uh, bikes, bike pumps. Like they were both bright, broke, broken. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a really it's, scary spider in there too. It's been a tough day. I don't, some parts of today were really good though. Um, but the last 20 minutes or so before I got here were kind of hectic. You should send a message. I know, but also I think I've mentioned that uh, the blinds broke as soon as I moved in and they're the original blinds from the building, which is important to the owners, but they're from the 1950s, which is not a very oh, like yeah. nice feeling. The lifespan yeah. wang of on blinds. blinds is gone. So where are you going to get them fixed? Wang Somewhere, on. right? Because he did um, fix them. But it didn't really fix the problem, which is the lock doesn't engage. And that's what stripped the cord, which caused the 
jam up in the blinds, which were filthy. They weren't cleaned when it moved in, uh. and there's a heavy smoker in the building. So it's a big situation. He replaces them and sends me a message about how I have to be careful with the blinds. I'm like, yeah, that's great. He's like, you, he's, he's like, so don't open the blinds. And I'm like, what? Like, don't pull them all the way open. And I'm like, well, then how do I let light in? He's yeah. like, well, most people don't need to. And I'm like, most people do need to open. Most people uh, need, Most like, people are mole people. <laughs> they don't like the sun at all. Don't you know Vancouver? It's just basement apartments. Yeah. yeah and my place is like a semi-basement. Oh, no. Uh, but it's beautiful. Like, yeah. it's bright when I can open them. You blinds. need those. That's what happened to my blinds. So I just took them off completely because I was like, if I keep opening and closing these, they're going to get completely stripped and destroyed. So I took them off and they're in my closet. That's what I think I'd like to do is open them once and then just install curtains. Yeah. Because I can't, can't uh, not yeah, have need that sunlight. Light. Send yeah. a message. Yeah, I have to send a message about the bike room. A Sicilian then... message. What's a Sicilian message? Is it a spicy it's like, ham? And it's like a fish wrapped in paper. <laughs> like death, death threat, death message. What is it? It's a, death threat? Like, no, it's like a Sicilian message. Oh. It's like, oh, this means like yeah, sleeps with the fishes. Yeah, you're fish wrapped in paper. <laughs> They talk about that Godfather and probably no, I remember. Also I just can't remember which one it was. Yeah, I've never Switch seen message. any of those movies. Really? Mm-hmm. You've never seen the movie The Sopranos? <laughs> nope, never seen that TV movie. I series. wish they made a movie of The Sopranos where they just condensed all of it into an hour and a half. Oh, Maybe. I just remember James Gandolfini's dead. Oh, and oh, the podcast. Gee, this is real. This is real. Um, do you just not like like that kind of story? Um, I'm not very good with violence. Mm. Sure. I am Why too much, I am an it? empath. Yeah. No, I, yeah, and it really, I'm not good. You just, know, I just cry and I'm like, you know what? There's already too much sadness in the world. I don't need to put this into my brain. Fair enough. So I don't. Yeah. It's tough. Like, that's a tough show for violence, too, because, yeah. like, nothing good happens ever. Yeah, I don't think I, that's a show for me. Not for me. All my friends seem to be rewatching The Sopranos right now. Like oh. multiple multiples of my friends, they keep talking about where they're at, and I keep being like, "Okay, like let me know when you're at this point so I can talk to you about like this one really good episode where they just like walk around in the woods a bunch." Oh yeah, it's my favorite episode. <laughs> no, it's I, I'm a huge fan of the show, but it's not nice. Oh geez, okay, yeah, well, yeah. Nice I mean, like you can tell me about it, but I don't think I'm ever gonna watch it. Just like. Um, what was that one everyone was into? Game of Thrones. Oh, that God. Was, I was like, there's rape scenes? No, thank you. Not for me. Yeah. The many variations on that theme. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's not my kind of show. Yeah, that show's fucked up. Yeah. I don't have a lot on the go, so I watch You don't have a lot on the go, so you watch? <laughs> oh, okay, well, that's fair. You got a lot on the go. You're a busy lady. <laughs> but then my way of having downtime, which is probably puzzling for people, like my way to really only relax is to watch TV. It's not puzzling. That's very relatable. It's very common. I love it. Yeah. I love TV. I just started watching Gossip Girl. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> XOXO. Uh, yeah. Gossip Girl is one of Jay's favorite TV shows. His top two shows, Lost and Gossip Girl. And oh. when we first started dating, he was like, you never watch Lost? We got to watch Lost. And I think we watched all six or seven seasons that they have of it in like a month and a half. And it's taken us seven years to get to Gossip Girl, but it was finally time. Did it live up to expectations? It's honestly quite entertaining. It reminds me a lot of high school because I went to high school with very rich people. Um, There's a party in every episode, like a (laughs) gala or a 
some sort of fundraiser or a ball or whatever. Yeah. And it's great because I can do my mending while I watch it. I don't have to pay super close attention. There's a lot of bad actors in it. Mm, I like that. Great. Lots of attractive people. But like too attractive? Yeah, like, like they soap kinda, opera attractive. Yeah, they like, it's distracting the how symmetrical right? they are. Has to balance you know? out. Mm. <laughs> um, and one of the characters is like really goofy and reminds me a lot of my ex-husband. <laughs> and it kind of looks like him. And I'm like, this is weird. And it's unsettling. It, the character's dad's name is the same as my ex-husband's dad's name too. It's weird. Mm, weird maybe name. Maybe actually Rufus? that is your... Like it's an unusual name. The year that I lived in Montreal from 2004 to 2005 with my friend Mita and my moving back, then moving back scenario in my life, we only had CTV. Gossip Girl was a show. So I've seen a handful of Gossip Girl episodes, probably more than I realize. A lot of Lost mm. um, and a lot of Corner Gas, which <laughs> like it's just a strange combination. One of but, those don't fit. Yeah. <laughs> One of those things is not like the other. It's more like a little triangle of types of shows you <laughs> yeah, can watch. Yeah, I guess. And Entertainment yeah. Tonight. Like a Venn diagram. What's, yeah. What's in <laughs> what the is middle? Com- what is common? Pretty people is what's common between Gossip Girl and Lost. Yeah. The character of Boone is very similar to the character of Nate. Oh. Boone from Lost and Nate from Gossip Girl. Which and one Riesling. was Boone? Boone was like the, he was literally like a Boone. <laughs> he was like so annoying. He was the brother uh, I think the actor's name is Ian Summerholder. Oh, and he has like light blue eyes and black hair. He's like extremely attractive. Yeah. And, but like a total dud. Yeah. Yeah. And he's there with his twin sister. Yeah. I don't know if they're twins, but sister. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Oh Boom. my God. We forgot this was a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're just talking about TV. I'm so sorry. I okay. love I'm TV. sorry. These are two other shows I have not. I think I watched three episodes of Gossip Girl. I'm like, why are these teenagers drinking martinis yeah there's so much underage drinking in it and yeah. like, like just boning. in bars in new york i'm like okay they're all super rich that's why i guess i can get away yeah. with anything it sounds great they own the bar probably i'll never tell xoxo gossip girl <laughs> it's a good like one never mind <laughs> we can have our own gossip girl podcast okay <laughs> i like that idea let's start a new podcast yeah let's do another podcast <laughs> we don't have uh enough going on yeah, one more podcast. One more podcast. Mm-hmm. It's what the people want. Yeah, they might. They've never asked. They probably do. <laughs> I mean, I I have an insatiable hunger for podcasts. Like once I find one that I like, I just tear through it. It's bad. And then usually by Wednesday, I have absolutely nothing, and I'm like scavenging. Oh, mm. I feel like I'm drowning in podcasts and those other ones are like, are you still listening? I'm like, I will get to it. I'm trying. I and can take some of them off your plate for yeah? you. Oh, gosh, yeah. Great. Give them to me and I'll, okay. I'll listen and I can like send you a little one line summary. Great. <laughs> Is your favorite podcast still the Joe Rogan podcast? <laughs> Gross. I've never listened to it, but you know what? I kind of am curious. I think there's an episode with Tom DeLonge from Blink-182. And I would listen to that episode. I listened to the one where he interviewed uh, the guy that wrote Mycelium Running. He forget his name all of a sudden, but he studies mushrooms, mycology. He's a really interesting man. Oh, yeah. I listened to that one. It was pretty good. Uh, Stamets? Yeah, Paul Stamets from uh, Star Trek. Yeah, Anthony Rapp. Star he, Trek? They the, named, there's a character played by Anthony Rapp oh on the new Star Trek series named after this uh, doctor, Paul IRL. Stamets. 
I feel really like lost in pop culture. I thought I'm I was so- with it, but I'm like, there's a new Star Trek, oh. another show I didn't really watch. I'm just like, I'm it's like, great. I can't keep up. There's about you to be, I feel to. like a Luddite. There's about no, to be two Star Treks on at the same time because there's the new Picard the series. Oh it's, a, oh, it's a series? It's not a <laughs> I movie? I like how you keep mixing <laughs> up <I have> no <laughs> idea. TVs. Like, that's movies. the one with Luke Skywalker, right? <laughs> Someone out there just got so mad yeah. at you. Someone I love it. their jeans. And the Stargate thing. Oh my and gosh. What else can I blend in? Um, I also haven't Cylons. watched Star Trek seriously at all, like except no. for the like the first series when I was a kid because no. it's the only thing that was on. Good to yeah. know that you haven't watched Star Trek because when you said you were an empath, I was immediately like, oh, Betazoid. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, my family was really into Star Trek and like forced me to watch Deep Space Nine at dinner time oh, when that was a thing. Benjamin um, so my I feel favorite. Like, like I didn't really get into it to rebel against my family. Ah, uh, yeah, I did the same thing when my parents rented uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou, and I was like, this looks like it sucks. And then I watched it years later in the theater, and I was like, this is an excellent film. <laughs> How? What? What? When did that movie come out? Uh, the early two thousands, probably. You still live with your parents? I I lived with my parents until I was uh, done high school. When was that? When did I graduate high school? 2004. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Do you know how old I am? Yes. <laughs> I know exactly how old you are, I think. I'm turning mm-hmm. 33. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're Jesus 11 years year. difference, which comes up a lot because I'm like, what? <laughs> mm. All right, Sarah, mm-hmm. do you have a retail nightmare for us? I hope so. Oh, for sure you do. Um, Customer service. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any so sort of. My first retail job was. My first job ever actually was The Gap. Amazing. Which was fine. Um, (laughs) Which was fine. Yeah, so just as a lead in. So I was in high school. I had just shaved my head. Oh, my boyfriend and I were like dyeing each other's hair with the same bottle of Blondissima. And it was gross. And then he gave me an undercut one day because I would like cut his hair with the clippers. And then I was like, this is terrible. I can't have an undercut. I will shave it all off like Susan Powder. And then I wanted to get a job. And I was like, the gap, that'll be funny. And then forgetting that like I'm an actor and I was really outgoing. So I nailed that group interview. They do group interviews? They did. It was a phone interview and then it was a group interview. Never heard about this before. Yeah. And it was fine. Um, So that was like my first, like, okay, retail, like this is a thing I can do. I applied kind of as a joke, but it was fine. So played the part. Later, I, yeah, I did. So I uh, graduated high school and I was like, "Uh, I guess I need a job before I go off to theater school. So I was like, Le Chateau? I don't know why. Like, I was kind of like a punk rock kid. Meets like raver. They had some But I did. I went in and I dressed the part. I had these like high white, like knee high boots that I wore for my grad. Um, This is 98. I did not look like anyone else in my graduate. (laughs) I was just always like dedicated to being different. But 98 was also a great time for fashion. Oh, yeah. It was like For approaching sure. the millennium yeah. slash willennium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some butterfly clips in her hair. Oh, hell yeah. Silver yeah. eyeliner. Oh, bra nice. strap headband. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, well, I'll apply to Le Chateau and I'll wear like these items and it'll be fine. And so I obviously got the job because I dressed the part and did not get along with anyone that worked there. Oh, I worked no. a total of 10 shifts. Oh, wow. <laughs> um. I remember like the first shift they all talked about going to the tanning salon because this is in Calgary. Um, Their nails and their drug dealer boyfriends. And then like my third shift, I came very close to matching like the same sales as their top girl. 
um, mostly because I didn't want to deal with these other women. So I focused on my job and was like, I'll help you. I don't want to talk to these other ladies. And then she started like doing these like weird sabotage bully things to me. Oh my gosh. Because you're encroaching on the top girl. Yeah. And then around that time, so I'd broken up with my boyfriend like right around graduation. We've been dating all through high school and we were like straight edge kind of punk rock kids like and shaving head boyfriend. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so he went through a real like destructive phase because I kind of broke up with him. I was like, weird long story. But um, I was like, yeah, I think we're, I think we're just done. Like it's been three years of high school. We're yeah. done. And so he would like get drunk, like my former straight edge boyfriend get drunk and then like hang wow. out at the mall. And there was like a like a big court, you know, where like Tiffany would perform if she ever came to the mall. And yeah. those, you know, grad of 2004. <laughs> right. You know all about <laughs> Tiffany and the mall tours. I've been to I've been to a mall before. <laughs> so, yeah, he got drunk and would like kind of hang out in like the little courtyard area, which like looked into the Le Chateau. <sighs> the atrium um, and then i don't know there's one shift and the woman was just super mean and i was like i'm leaving oh and then the manager was like can you wait an hour till someone gets back from lunch <laughs> i was like sure oh that's nice <laughs> and i walked out and i don't know what else i did that summer but took the wind out of your sails though um, of your exit yeah <laughs> don't know if it was like really a nightmare it was just more like oh these people that's what i get for you know for acting my way into a retail job that like, you didn't really want or- i didn't fit the culture well, yeah, Le Chateau is such a weird place. Like, it was one of the only stores in the mall in the small town that I grew up in that had clothes for young people. Mm-hmm. And uh, no Mariposa. Nope, definitely no Mariposa. <laughs> what is Mariposa? I don't know. I remember that was the place I shopped. It means was like butterfly in Spanish. Oh. oh, but I do remember that place. I think my mom had some purses from there Probably, or something. Yeah, it was a big store. Um, Le Chateau was where you would go before a dance to get a new yeah. outfit or a party or. So I got my formal dress, which has been back in style like ten or fifteen times since. Wow. What did it look like? It was um, had it was black matte jersey like black jersey mm-hmm. and above the knee and it had piratey sleeves mm-hmm. like with big ruffles at the bottom and then huge ruffles here oh Ooh, and yeah. then the rest was fitted very 90s mm-hmm. very like courtney loves seeming or something like that yeah and i think i went to that dance with a guy named clancy <laughs> oh nice Clancy. Clancy. What a good name. It is a good name. It's like a horse's name. <laughs> yeah, I remember his last name, but I was thinking about him the other day. He was a nice, he was a nice boy. Prancy Clancy. I ne- never, <laughs> yeah, never kept in touch with him. That's okay. With Prancy Clancy. Aww. But everyone thought he was a narc. <laughs> <laughs> this is a funny story. But at that time in our school, I was sometimes buying pot and sometimes smoking hash. And Clancy just kind of showed up and he was bigger than the other kids. And his dad, the story was that his dad was a principal at another school. So he had to come to our school. That's not how that works. Uh, right. So he was marked as a narc. <laughs> um, and he kind of was trying to get drugs, like just regular drugs, which are, you know, like pot or half. <laughs> He'd be like, where are the regular drugs at? <laughs> Pretty much. He's like, so if I wanted to buy and I was like, I like nobody would sell pot or hash to him That's and then so i feel like he did disappear <laughs> <laughs> so maybe he was oh my gosh i never like Clancy. Uh, the idea of a narc coming to a school is so something just from tv shows in my mind i'm like oh. an actual real life narc i mean i don't it's like think- that this american life podcast is there a narc there, oh god he, well this woman and this 
kid had a crush on her right, and right, right. <gasps> and oh, she yeah. and then he like went to jail and she was like really pushing him yeah, to like yeah, give yeah. him drugs and cuz he liked her so much right i remember that episode yeah i've listened to every single i feel like episode. they've replayed it a couple times yeah. it's a very good episode i can't listen to the reruns unless they've added a new story or something cuz i'm like i remember everything yeah. too much I know where all the twists and turns. I mostly listen to podcasts when I'm running too. Cause so I'm like, if there's something that I know what's coming, like I need to be distracted constantly mm -hmm. <laughs> from the horrible hell that is pounding your feet on pavement. <laughs> you should come to my neighborhood. There's a nice track. Yeah. I've, it is a really good track. I've, I've wanted there. to run yeah. on there, but also like I run along the seawall. So that's pretty that's nice. Beautiful. Oh, I, saw, I can't compete with that. I saw big herons flying today and they fly and did they poop? they didn't shit mm. they didn't shit <laughs> um it's your favorite part when so they fly funny. and poop it's she crazy says it's like a so hose. talented they poo so much and it's like a huge hose of poo and when it hits the ground it makes a splat <laughs> you don't want to be anywhere near it it's pee and poo at the same time well yeah because they only have one hole they're cloaca Whoa. are there some oh, birds right. that have cloacas and some birds that don't because why do goose Go geese have those spermopuzos. Are, oh, yes. Very good question. <laughs> geese and swans. And ducks. And ducks. They make real poo. Ducks. I just listened <laughs> to a podcast about ornithology, and mm, this was one the of the ologies. questions. Uh, I think all birds have cloacas. Why does one make a solid and one make a liquid? What? The diet? <laughs> Why does one make a solid and one make yeah. a liquid? Yeah, because duck poop is solid. Oh, I think it's their diet and their digestive system. Well, I want to know more. Tell me more. <laughs> Let me go to university. Do herons only have smoothies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they eat too many blueberries. It's a problem. <laughs> mm, okay. Um, but they fly so slowly. It's amazing. Like one kept flying from one tree to another and it was like almost about to land. And then it just sort of changed its mind. <laughs> and it looked like it was hovering in midair. It was like a floating dinosaur. I swear I was not high. <laughs> <laughs> No, I love them. They're so beautiful. They're yeah, they feel very prehistoric though. Very yeah, cool. I'm sure they haven't changed that much. They've probably just gotten a bit smaller. Yeah, they're probably like the size of a house before. And their their plumage is beautiful. Beautiful plumage. I've thought about them a lot. I love them. Yeah, yeah. Birds aren't very nice to their young. I think about them a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. We get gross on the podcast sometimes. <laughs> what was gross? She made a jerking off motion about oh, herons. I missed it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Birds do a lot of jerking off. Is that what we're They jerk off about? to me. <laughs> Whoa. Do you guys want to I mean, hear I my... I blame them. What's that? Really Thank petty you. retail nightmare. You're real petty? My... my, my <laughs> Is that what you said? My very petty retail oh. nightmare. Yes. It's a continuation of last week's podcast where my nightmare was how much money I spent at the Whole Foods hot bar. And I was thinking to myself today uh, about how the Whole Foods <laughs> hot bar is the only bar I go to. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed to myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey oh, good to the ground. Um, <laughs> so when I was loading up my giant vat of uh, food, which I then was like, "How come this is so much expensive? It only how much? <laughs> what? You just got nothing but like it's been beets, such a long day. So like all the heavy, dense yeah. vegetables. Six three different eggs. kinds of <laughs> three different kinds of potato. Yep, <laughs> that'll do it. Yep." Uh, there's I think a I, like, woman. Just throw that kale in. It weighs nothing. Yeah, yeah that's true. it was covered in kale on top, and I think that was what all I remembered. <laughs> and then to look up weighed. Um, twenty dollar salad, right? Yeah, twenty dollar salad. And oh uh, yeah, that's doable. I did a thirty one dollar <gasps> thing after donating blood once when I was yeah. like about to pass out. Oh yeah. There's a woman hovering 
around and she was kind of getting in my way. She was messing up my thought process around hot bar because she was doing weird stuff. And there, for some reason in, at hot bar, they had quiche, slices of quiche, which is a weird thing. Mm-hmm. And then so she just grabbed the spatula and she took the tiniest piece of quiche and in the process of that destroyed an, a, the full piece of quiche, like the pie slice, to have maybe, it was maybe a quarter of an inch thick. Oh, geez. And then she just flopped it on top of her everything that else that she got. And I was like, just a bite of quiche? Just yeah. a quiche garnish. So weird. Ugh. And that's my retail nightmare. I just was, I've thought about that little, whoa, whoa, cat fight. <laughs> Break wow. it up. Uh, Nightcat okay. and Grunto are fighting. Grunto's been really uh, getting a lot bolder. Grunto is the uh, fat orange cat that hangs out mm-hmm. around my balcony, and Nightcat is the gray cat that has a lion cut. Who like she's been here for years. So always has a lion cut, or just no, in the summer. Every now and then, she just got it like a week ago, and oh. she looks really dumb. But she normally is quite majestic. Yeah. Do you want to do a segment or do you have more retail nightmares? Uh, well, you can tell me if it's any good. I mean, I um, I was a server uh-huh, after I did retail. Yeah. Um, and the way I got into serving, of course, was dressing the part. What did you wear? My first serving job was the foundation. Oh. Yeah, I lined my way into that job. And that's the only job I ever got fired from. Did you wow. put on a, a wig of dreads? <laughs> yeah. You like, did you skateboard hey, in? I don't. I just feel like, like, they had that Margaret Mead, like, quote. I feel like yeah. I put, like, a, like, communist quote on my resume or something like wow. that. And really lied. And then... People were like, you are like the happiest server we've ever had here. And uh, and then I threw my back out because I have a bad back and like I was gone for a week. And then they're like, oh, you're not on the schedule anymore. Ooh, that was bad. So that's how communism works. <laughs> yeah. And it was really nice. Um, so that got me into serving. And then my second job, I had a friend who was working at the Arbutus Club. Oh, oh very la. different. Which, <laughs> I mean, yeah, at, a, at a fancy, uh, yeah, I didn't name it. Okay. Oh, well, we'll go with it. Um, fancy tennis club. Yeah. So it's a place where people like pay like $50,000, at least at that time, like, like 2005 to like for their membership and then whatever their yearly dues are. And so I ended up like I was there for like a year doing all the service things. Oh. So there was like catering and I'm a vegetarian, so it was a lot of like just like scraping like plates of like half eaten meat just in my face all day long, um, getting sexually harassed by the customers. And then I worked my way up to work like fine dining and lounge. And then their lounge was like their little sports lounge. It's like their little club where they just go to like have drinks. And there was one day when the tennis ladies came in and I was already like sick of this job and sick because <laughs> it was like, well, we pay you $16 an hour, so we don't have to tip you. Ugh. Which was kind of like what I ended up making at the foundation. I'm like, this is fine. Right. And just like every day, like people are just like, we're wealthy, we're wealthy, we're wealthy. And you're like, okay. And like sexual harassment. And then these tennis ladies came in and I had like six different tables. I'm like, is there anything else I can get you ladies? Like just ignoring me, ignoring me, ignoring me. I'm like, come. And someone's like, my cream needs to be warmed up. This needs to happen. My drink is not like sweet enough. And like every time I go back, like, ladies, I got to get the other tables. Are we all good? And then they'd be like snapping at me. Whoa. We need this. And I like almost lost it. I went to the kitchen and I screamed and almost walked off the job. And I was like, oh, I've never felt like such a garbage person. Like just the maybe it was a whole hour with them of just like, get me this, get me this, get me this, get me this. I'm like, bitch, get it yourself. This is a club. You know, the bartenders like just look at them and they probably know what you want. Like, fuck off. Yikes. Um, 
That whole job was a nightmare. Yeah, I believe it. I think a year and a half I was there. I can't believe they were sexually harassing you. Oh, yeah. I remember there was a guy that had his like 19th birthday there and like slipped me his phone number at the end of it. Oh, my God. You might want to hang out with me because I'm very rich and I'll be someone someday. I'm 19. No, thanks. I honestly, it was 2005. Yeah. That was probably someone I went to high school with. Oh, yeah. And they would have been like 19 right around then. I can't believe how much money it cost to have a membership there. Yeah. I remember um, when I started going to this private school, uh, my dad was really into tennis and just sports in general. And he looked into getting a membership at various different clubs and he was like so excited and he like got like application papers and everything. And then he started filling it out and he was like, oh, 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 no, no, no. (laughs) He's like, this will never happen. And it was like. You had to know someone mm-hmm. to get to like in, write a reference letter like for you, sponsor and... you or whatever. Ugh. And we like all my friends' parents were, you know, not all of them, but a few of them were doctors and members and stuff. And it was just like, oh, yeah, we're very different from <laughs> all these people. Like mm-hmm. oh, we've, we've never gone on a vacation for one. <laughs> I don't feel yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, when you know how much something costs like that, like that's like a huge amount of money to not swim with, you know, working class and middle class people. Yeah. Yeah. And they would like drive up in their like Lamborghinis. Barf. uh, And then their wives would be like, I'm a life coach. I can help you. Like, okay. Because that's what they do. They have nothing else to do. But it is a job. (laughs) It's a job. Yeah. Um, I don't like the thing that I really hate apart from I hate all the things first that you said that are awful and terrible, but also warming up your cream. Only reason to do that is because you're hiding a kitten and you're going to give the kitten <laughs> some cream. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Cream serves that perfect purpose of just cooling off your drink a little bit, your coffee. Just enough so yeah. you can take a step. I really I feel ill like the room's spinning. That is a oh, disgusting no. job. You yeah, need to spew. Worf, you into this. Yes. Worf. Um, I like that. There's like, I always think there's a Wayne's World quote of the day. Like yeah. Every day you can do Relevant. a Wayne's World quote. And that was one. Psycho host beast. Mm. <laughs> like, what am I going to do with a gun rack? <laughs> Let alone several guns. It would necessitate an entire rack. I think about Get Wayne's World often when they're like, we're in Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> That's Good. my favorite one. And Wayne's World too, even I think about. Yeah. It's got Christopher Walken. They're I don't both remember very them very well. <gasps> oh, uh, that's probably like them. that and Clueless are the movies I've seen the most. Really? Mm-hmm. You definitely like don't like violent movies. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I'm trying to think of the movies I've probably seen the most. It's probably Dune, and oh. and people hate that movie, but I love yeah. it. I Never love watched it because so rebelled against my parents because that's what they liked. Oh, your parents oh. like Dune. Yeah, right. It's a sci-fi thing. There's well, there's a book. Yeah, there's, there's more bu- of the book. I think they were into at least. So they subjected you to a lot of sci-fi stuff. I feel like yeah. Okay. And I was like, no. My parents were really into comedies, and yeah. and true crime. My on my mom's side and crime shows. So and that's carried on, especially the yeah. crime stuff. Oh yeah. It's like for me, it's comforting in a weird way, but I'm scared of stuff, so it's weird. Yeah, um, I was. A story producer for uh, one or two shows for Investigation Discovery. And it was like all women in peril. Like I could work on it that way. Like tell me the story of when your boss tried to murder you. And yeah. So scary. Or like weird, creepy things like that. They're fine. They're still alive. So it's like, you survived this problem. We can tell this. We'll get some local actors to reenact it. (laughs) It'll be terrible, but it pays my bills. Wow. Um, But yeah, that was, they were all about like, there's one show I remember I was like, 
what was it? T- terrible tales of my nine to five. And I was, it was weird cause I was hired before like the showrunner, And I was like, just like this researcher finding stories. And I had all these like guy stories that are like, no women in peril. That's what we need. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, all oh, right. I get it. But I've never been one of those also women that are just like obsessed with like murder shows, but I know it's yeah. very popular. Yeah. I can't do the podcast. And I've cut back on anything that's like true crime. Yeah, I like yeah. fake crime. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with fake crime. But then just thinking that it's, I don't think that a lot of families have any control over how the story's told or how. Mm. Yeah. So one oh. day I was like, I just don't think I should watch this because I don't know if it's really. And really I don't know point. if there's like consent about if yeah. it's someone's family story and you lost somebody mm-hmm. and then some turd bag sensationalizes it. Mm hmm. You know, yeah, because they're pulling from like newspaper articles. They're like, oh, fair use, Public, just fair yeah. use. We d- there are news interviews and yeah. articles, and but also, I yeah. feel like sometimes that is important because then the more people who know about it can be like, I know who this is. And oh yeah, if it help. hasn't been solved, yeah, I don't watch oh, those unsolved ones. Jeez, I won't that's like a good point. I've I've never been like super into true crime. I've sort of like come up to the edge of it and like peered into the abyss and mm-hmm. been like oh you just put your finger in, in the belly button of it and then smelled it yeah i just <laughs> i just plugged the, <laughs> the abyss's hole and i was like hmm, funky <laughs> um i read the the zodiac book oh yeah oh geez. and that was so fascinating to me and then i listened to when i was getting ready to go to japan or something i downloaded a japanese true crime podcast but i just can't handle a podcast where it's just someone reading off wikipedia or like paraphrasing wikipedia people are doing that yeah oh a lot they have lots of subscribers oh yeah they're making money off of oh god it's like put, put also it into your glib own sometimes and it's i don't like the laughing and like the nervous laughing or the laughing at like the irony of a murder or what? yeah the dark i just don't comedy of it i don't know it oh. just doesn't doesn't work for me yeah no I also just have such an overactive imagination. I will never sleep. Like if yeah. I listen to something like that, it has to be like before noon mm-hmm. or else I will just think yeah. of things. I can only much. watch strange, Stranger Things in the afternoon. <laughs> oh, like, you are. Did you finish the so season? Pure. I haven't seen the new season yet. Okay. I'm really, I'm really like gearing it. up to it. But like after the first season, I was like, oh, my God, the walls might move. I don't know. There's. So I much need about... several hours to like get it out. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. there's a lot about the mall. Ooh, so I think you like it when you were talking about the mall. Is there like a Tiffany performer in the mall this? There's no performance, but there's missed out. There's a gap, (laughs) and it's like a an eighties era gap when it was generation gap. Is oh, Oh. is that what it was? Yeah, it was because yeah, I knew too much about the gap from working at the gap for three months. Gap history, a little bit. I know about Gap Act. Greet, assess. Mm, Nope, don't remember the rest. rest Gap Act. Persuade. I don't know accessorize was assimilate. one assimilate customize cuss at and transaction I terrorize feel, I don't know. <laughs> yeah terminate terminate um should we do a segment or yeah let's click it or ticket click oh it's time for click oh, it or yeah. ticket You're an expert, Sarah. You've been on the news. Yeah, for, you're like right? a professional clicketer or ticketer. What are you on the news? Um, I'm so ignorant. <laughs> I'm sorry. So 
Many years ago, I started a Tumblr when Tumblrs were a thing. Yeah. Um, this podcast okay. has one. Okay, good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, it seemed like it was like, is this a thing or should I just have an Instagram for this? But um, good point. <laughs> I got real like curmudgeon as a pedestrian in the city and I was like, oh, cars are always blocking crosswalks. And I would just take like passive aggressive photos of them. And I was like, I'm making a Tumblr, Cars and Crosswalks Vancouver. And I don't do it a lot. Um, although I feel like somewhat this year people were responding to it a little bit. And so I had like reader posts, um, like submitted. reader submissions. Yeah. And You're so like it traffic got to be more. gossip girl, <laughs> <laughs> basically. Right. Wow. Um, and then I guess a couple weeks ago, there was something on, t- no, it was on Reddit. Someone had a video and I was like, oh, why wasn't I taking videos? This is much more effective um, of crossing like at Clark and 12th. And all these cars were trying to make left-hand turns into the intersection she was crossing. And all these cars are like beeping at her like, you know, screw you, pedestrian, for being, you know, as the light turns, doing what you're (laughs) supposed to do. Because like three extra cars went through the intersection. And so she posted on Reddit. And then, of course, that's how the news gets the news. I'm thinking they're like, there's this thing. It was popular. And... Uh, you're someone who comments on this a lot on because my Tumblr goes to my Twitter, ah. and so yeah, they're like, "Do you want to be like the man on the street complaining?" And I was like, "Sure, <laughs> sure, I will be the face of pedestrian advocacy because this person on Reddit clearly doesn't want to be outed, right? Mm-hmm. I'll do it." So yeah, um, I had my another fifteen seconds of fame, um, on the news a couple weeks ago. Wow, and but yeah. I really do. I would give everyone a ticket who doesn't obey stop lines. It's a lot of blocks intersections. All the people. I mean, everyone's terrible, right? Like, because people are running red lights and then people who are making left hand turns and pedestrians are shitty because they're like crossing the crosswalk and they're not clear the intersection once like the countdown has gone. Yeah. And so that's why people are late making their left hand turns. It's just terrible. I would ticket everyone for not obeying any of the traffic rules. And then maybe our city would be like a little bit more friendly. So, like, what would your ticket be? It oh, can yeah. be Anyone any sort of punishment. in a public space who is not being courteous to other people. Okay. But what's the punishment? Like, is it a monetary Ooh. fine or, like, do they have to do... Uh, hard time. Hard time. Can I make them all do community service? Yes. Because yes. I feel like if it's all about compassion, like, you need to go to the downtown east side, donate socks or, what I don't know, whatever Work people need. Kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I think I'm like, oh, maybe everyone needs to do, like, one year of theater school and get this <laughs> sort of, like peripheral awareness like we did this really like hippie dippy thing called viewpointing where you have like soft focus but you're aware of everyone else in the room and you take impulses of other people and if someone like jumps you jump but a lot of it is like oh I know that there's someone behind me who really is walking aggressively and I will get out of their way yeah like sometimes like you're walking behind like a really slow person you're like can you not tell that I'm right behind you like you need to walk four people abreast like gah Go to theater school. Yeah. That's punishment enough. <laughs> also, <laughs> <Should be. laughs> as an empath, you're just like more aware of other people and what other yeah, people's probably needs true. might be. Like I I went to Montessori school as a child. And when we were in preschool, we did these things called like observation walks. So I'm like hyper aware of everything oh. around me at all times because I have been trained mm-hmm. as a very young child. Yeah. 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 Which I like, but it's also a curse because I can't block anything out, uh, which leads me to my ticket. Oh. I had my lunch in the park yesterday, uh, John Rogers Park, and I was sitting in the shade reading your book, having a fabulous time eating a sandwich by myself, no one around me. And then two men came up and sat so close to me, like closer than mm-hmm. you are to me now. No. 
and proceeded to have their lunch. And they were obviously not close. They're just coworkers, obviously didn't know each other very well, didn't have a lot of chemistry together. <laughs> One of them started opening a burrito that was rolled in tinfoil and he just never stopped crumpling <laughs> the tinfoil. And he was asking him things like, hey, have you ever been to Whole Foods? And then the other guy <laughs> would just be like, nothing really excites me at Whole Foods. And I was just like, okay, I gotta go. <laughs> like, aren't people aware that other people can hear everything they're saying and have misophonia like I do? Just the constant crumpling. Oh yeah. It drives me nuts. What's it, your take? What, what are you going to give them as a ticket? Um, just like a better friend, <laughs> a better, <laughs> a, a nice ticket, better conversationalist. And just like, I felt bad for them. Cause you know, when you're working in a job and you don't really get along very, like you don't mm -hmm. relate to mm -hmm. people and you're just sort of there because of the circumstance. And you're like, I guess we are friends now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I guess I have to like feign interest in like your family life or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was just painful. And I was like, this will be the last time these guys have lunch together. I can tell. <laughs> uh, what's your ticket? Yesterday I worked on corner gas. Nice. And so I was working in the West end and then I took the number six bus up Davie street to get on the Canada line to get home. And a man sat on me. On oh, the bus. <laughs> this doesn't happen a lot. Because, like, I'm not a small person. But I think sometimes, like, he was a really tall man. Uh, built like a brick shit house, as the saying goes. Mm -hmm. um, and he saw a seat. And there's room for him if he kind of sat in the seat. But he sat on us. And he then got comfortable. Then he elbowed me and pushed me into the uh, edge of the pole. And... Then opened his leg. Oh, and then the man beside him, who, of course, is not used to being manhandled, mm -hmm. <laughs> got up and, and sat in another seat. And it was just, he was like visibly shaken by it. And then the man that was sitting on me just moved both like further into the extra seat, not giving me any more seat. And oh I gosh. have a ticket for him. Is it a ball reduction surgery? <laughs> oh yeah maybe he had the mumps um i think he just maybe he has a special tall person pass that allows him access to a single seat where he can like have a leg out or sure yeah yeah that'd be nice so it's time for Papo of the week we usually start with the gas okay Papo of the week um, I don't know if it was of this week. I mean, I love all, I love like really ridiculous looking little dogs so much that like I have to always point and I have a cackle that I oh, do when I see them. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially with the tiny little legs, like dee, 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 they dee, look dee, like dee, cartoons. Yes. <laughs> oh, they're just, oh, my heart like has like a little flutter and I like work in Yelltown sometimes and oh, I sometimes yeah. if I get a break, I'm like, I'm going down looking at the dumb dogs. It's the perfect neighborhood for that. Um, but I was at JJ Bean on Main Street a couple weeks ago and saw this dog. It was kind of, I think it was like a bulldog and he had this like big tongue hanging out of his mouth. Not in like a, I'm hot, but just like this is it how I live my fit. life. And <laughs> oh, my heart just like melted. I think I have a picture of him somewhere. I'll show you later. Oh. I was just like, I'm so into this dog. And everyone was taking pictures of this dog. I have no idea where the owner was. <laughs> so I got to know nothing about him. I don't know his name, but he like he made my summer almost. That's Real great cute that you still remember him. Mm -hmm. Do you have a pet? No, I can't have pets where I live. 
Okay. One of those. And I, yeah. My place is so small, I don't know if it would be good for yeah. the pet. I feel the same way about here. That's yeah. why I have aquatic snails. What? <laughs> Those are my pets. One day oh. we're going to have somebody with a snail phobia. Oh, yeah. We won't know until or then. fetish. <laughs> my papu is Hank. Uh, he is so great. I love him so much. I uh, still like one of like what's already starting to happen in the neighborhood where people know it's Hank and they're like, mm. you got to meet this dog. Mm-hmm. That's so cute. Yeah, my goal with this neighborhood is to not be too friendly because I found in my old neighborhood, I had made some really nice, like, neighborly kind of friends. But at the same time, with the exception of, like, that that group of people, my nature is to always try and engage and be neighborly. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just don't want to talk. Uh, but I did say hello to a woman today, and she just stared at me. And I think that she just, no one had ever said hello. But if I make <laughs> eye contact and I'm around... You know, if I've got the dog or people are looking at the dog, I always just engage with them. And a couple of times recently, people are like, are you Alicia Tobin? I'm like, I think so. And I'm so <laughs> tired. And they're like, oh, I follow you on Twitter or I listen to your podcast, which is really nice. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm always like last night I went outside in, in a nightshirt and walked the dog with a jeans pulled up. And I was like, no one will see me. That no, Nope. Uh, yep. That's me <laughs> I, from Twitter in my pajamas. Eh, I think you're allowed to wear whatever when you're walking your dog. I feel like yeah. that's how most people imagine Twitter people. Yeah, probably. Like, yeah, yeah never wearing be, pants. Yeah, right. And pajamas, <laughs> living the dream. So I feel like if anything, you know, there was no judgment. They were just uh, in awe. Yeah. And like, oh, look at her. It was a fancy, fancy pajama at least. Yeah. I bo- like when you said like my nightshirt, I was like, it's probably like quite lovely. <laughs> like you're not going to be wearing... It's see-through. Mm. <laughs> and wear edible underwear underneath. Mm. Um, Jessica, who's your puppo? Uh, well, Jay and I went for a walk after work a couple days ago and had just a magical time. We walked along the seawall, which is where I usually go running. And I apologize to all my Instagram followers because I posted a million stories, but I run past there like a few times a week and I never stop even though I want to stop and take photos of all the beautiful flowers that are along the seawall by Granville Island. Mm -hmm. So I've been making like a mental sort of list of like, okay, I got to take a picture of this flower, this flower, (laughs) this one. And so now that Jay and I were walking at a nice leisurely pace, I was actually like able to document things. And we just went to the island to the market and got some cheese and bread and then went and ate it in Vanier Park Walk past Fisherman's Wharf, which I've never done before. Discovered a new little park that was beautiful. And uh, we sat in this field that was sort of dried out. It so it sort of looked like it was like a savanna. It didn't even look like it was part of Vancouver. And all these geese came up to us <laughs> and Honkers. wanted wanted a bit of bread. And we didn't give it to them, but they were so curious as to what we had and so friendly that one of them started pecking at my leg, oh, thinking no. that my mole <gasps> oh. was food. And I had to cross my legs the other way because I have a mole on my knee that is like contrast. It's like a smarty. Yeah, it looks, <laughs> it's just like my beauty mark. It's nice. But it pecked at it twice. And I was like, that's obviously not food. You dumb dumb, get some depth perception. <laughs> um, but yeah, this goose was like right up in my business. Uh, big honker. Wow. So that's my puppo. Wonderful. Also, that whole night the was the goose a was your papa. Yeah, it was so cute. I'm so scared of them. Really? There's such everyone. I used to work in Granville Island. People are like, it's geese season. I'm like, they're just mini assholes. They're just gonna be jerks in six they months. Why are you guys being assertive. nice to them? Oh, they're think, like yeah. baby dinosaurs. I think it's very good that like you were able. 
I would just freak out if they came that close to me. Oh, no. They're like more scared of us than we are of them, I think. I guess. Yeah, it's just like bird body language is tricky because it's, <laughs> it's different per bird. Mm. I have good pigeon and crow stuff because I'm around them all the time. Crowdar. <laughs> uh, my coworker Crowdar. of mine who grew up like in the country, like, is afraid of a few things and I'm finding them out in these really awkward ways. And one day I was like, oh my gosh, you have to look at this amazing possum I follow on Instagram. And before she had a chance, (laughs) I was showing her a picture of this little little possum I love. And it turns out she's terrified of animals that look like rodents, specifically rodents. Oh. So she screamed and she's like, she's like the boss. (laughs) And so now I know not to just walk up to her and say like, hey, look at the thing I love. That's a pretty good prank. <laughs> but I realized like I'm living in a very different universe than the average person when it comes to animals. I feel that just on a daily basis about everything, <laughs> not just my interaction and love with animals. But yeah, it's like I'm interpreting every situation in a totally different way than most people. Whoops. That's the thing that I realized about myself like five years ago was yeah. that I was often interpreting things very differently or seeing outcomes very differently and figuring that out helped me be a little bit more generous towards others because they don't actually think the way that I'm thinking. Not all the time, Mm -hmm. but it's me (laughs) that sees things differently. That's why you're so unique. mm. Or it's all of us that have our own perspective. I love farting. (laughs) Um, So Sarah, if people want to follow you online, they'd like to see you perform, see a show, see you in a commercial maybe. Oh gosh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That happens to me sometimes. I'm like, it's Sarah. Show me your real. It's great. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and then the people that follow me because they saw me in a commercial, that's a whole other world. That's weird. It's it's the weirdest thing. How did they find you? Happened to me. Um, I feel like Google just knows what my face looks like. Mm-hmm. I do, I don't know how they figured it out. Did you do uh, that uh, face app aging? Thing? No, I did not. Yeah, me neither. I think all maybe because of all of this stuff. Also, like I'll get there eventually. Like I've. Oh, you wish this place isn't going to be around. Yeah, like, I'll just look like point. my aunt. I know this already. I've saw, I've seen her high school photos. Yeah. We look the same. Um. Yeah, it's Sarah Bino. It's Sarah. No H. Bino, it's a weird name. B Y N O E. On the Twitter cool and the name. Insta, and yeah, got some shows in the fall, so that'll be good. Excellent, Rasika. Uh, this comes out in August, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so I will be playing a show at the Toast with Garbage Dreams on August twenty third. Oh boy! Also die before my birthday. So come on out. Ooh, they bring presents, right? Um, buy a t-shirt. That will be the <laughs> present for me. And that's about it for that. Oh, August 25th, I am uh moderating a panel at a zine fair. Oh wow. Uh, about artists who use plants in their work. So Ooh. I'm very excited to do that. That's amazing. Yeah. It's like my dream thing. I'm mm-hmm. like talking, art, plants. Mm-hmm. It was like my whole my whole deal. Uh, so yeah, August 25th, day after my birthday. It's going to be my birthday week. <laughs> um, what do you have coming up? Nothing really right now. Uh, buy my book. Buy my book. Um, you can find my book at arsenalpress.com and you can pre-order it and I'll get delivered to you and come draw with me on September 7th. Uh, that show will sell out. So buy a ticket now. And yeah, and 
just be really nice to each other and laugh as much as you can. Thank you so much for being our guest. Yeah, great Thanks guest. for having me. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you so much, Jessica. Thank you, Alicia. Everybody have a lovely night. Thank you, everybody. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye.